0: Well, good morning and uh, welcome. Um, we especially welcome the visitors we have. But not to neglect or negate, welcome each one. You're all important. Um, we need each other, as we've heard. And uh, yeah, so uh, today, I guess we'll... Continue or study through the uh, Sermon on the Mount. Um, we're winding down. We've got a couple more to go, but um, this time we'll talk about the fruit, the trees. Uh, we're seen as trees. Um, Jesus is warning us of religious imposters. And how we can discern them by their fruit. Um, Maybe it would be their actions. Um, What fruit do we bear? So we'll uh, dive in here and start in Matthew uh, 7. Starting in verse 15. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits, you will know them. There was a man who had attended a get-together in an elegant home of a physician in the area of Miami, Florida. Hors d'oeuvres were served, and this man thought they were delicious and kept coming back for more. Now, the doctor's wife um, was serving meat on delicate little crackers with a wedge of imported cheese, bacon chips, and an olive, topped with a sliver of pimento. Now, she served these morsels on a beautiful silver tray. The wife had just graduated from a gourmet cooking course and decided she would put her skills to the ultimate test. She wanted to see if she could dress up something that people would not normally eat And have them eat it. Imagine the surprise of her friends when they discovered that the meat served on the little crackers with a wedge of imported cheese, bacon chips, and an olive topped with a sliver of pimento was dog food. So what is the point of this story? You know, make something look good Taste good or maybe sound good. And people can be fooled. And this is especially true in Christianity. Where throughout many denominations, there may have been false teachers teaching. Where it's not the complete truth. It sounds good. It appears good. It sounds religious. But they're actually phonies. They're deceivers. They've been deceived and deceive. That's a sign of the last times. They may look beautiful, wonderful, or even appear religious and God-fearing. This is what Paul said. But what I do, I will also continue to do, that I may cut off the opportunity for those who desire an opportunity to be regarded just as we are in the things of which they boast. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Therefore, It is no great thing if his ministers also transform themselves into the ministers of righteousness, whose end will be according to their works. And in this passage, previous what Jesus was teaching, he says that the false prophets um, will come wearing sheep's clothing. And I've discovered something that... uh, I thought maybe they come in sheep's clothing as they look like sheep. But no, they disguise themselves as looking like the shepherd. Because the shepherd, they wore wool. And that's why they called it sheep's clothing, because they would wear wool. I thought I found that kind of interesting and it kind of changed my picture of the false prophets coming in sheep's clothing. They actually come appearing as a true shepherd. And it's deceitful. And they destroy God's flock instead of build it. (coughs) However, we have the Spirit of God living within us. And if we let him, if we allow him to, we can discern this. There will be an unrest in your spirit. And we will recognize their fruit. How will how, how do they represent Christ? How do I represent Christ? Because a Jesus tree will bear Jesus' fruit. If someone claims to be a Jesus tree, but does not bear the fruit of Christ's teaching and Christ's way, that's falsehood. And I know the last message I shared this passage, I'm going to it again. Because I I sense, you know, the last time Jesus was teaching about the two ways, the narrow way and the wide way. And I think this just is expounding on that, is the good fruit is the narrow way and the bad fruit is the wide way. And uh, that leads to destruction and leads to the narrow way leading to life. And uh, so here we go again with this passage. I am the vine, true vine. John uh, John, 15, 1 through 8. I am the true vine, and my Father is a vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You see, I'll wait. You are already clean because the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Jesus. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit, and without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified. This is the key, that, you're, that you bear much fruit so you will be my disciples. One way we can test it is, and we heard that through Rick Rhodes, is testing the Spirit, is um, the way I teach, the way I shepherd, does it bring glory to God or does it bring glory to myself? If I'm trying to bring glory to myself, I am a false prophet. I am a false shepherd. I should never try to preach in a way to impress you. That's out. That's pride. That's false. That's not from the Holy Spirit. It should always bear fruit where it will bring glory to God. It always points to God. What I, How I am should point you to God. If it doesn't, I am a false, false um, shepherd, prophet. A farmer once planted two fruit trees. The one he planted over on this side of the property, and there was an old um, landfill, so he wanted to kind of, cover that. The sky is a kind of a hedge. He planted a fruit tree there. Then another one on the other end of his property was down in the valley beside this mountain stream where he wanted one where he would have shade. And uh, So the trees grew and uh, they bloomed and uh, they uh, bore fruit. So one day he was out by the tree over here, by the landfill. And he said, ah, he's gonna harvest some of these fruit and he's gonna have them later as he's relaxing. So he was on the front porch and he was wanting to uh, taste this fruit of that tree. This is the first time he picked it and he, he was kind of excited to see what what it tastes like. Well, he bit into it and it was bitter. So he just pitched it and But yet he, was, he wanted fruit, so he decided, well, he'll go down in the valley there and um, pick off the other tree. And just, he wants to see how that is. So he picked one and took a bite, and that was sweet, juicy. And uh, I just had to imagine, um, if you've ever had um, almost any apple, but if you eat a honey crisp right off the tree that's good and ripe, I mean, you bite in. And it it almost explodes with the sweetness and juice, like it almost runs down. I mean, there's almost nothing like that. There's, um, anyway, that's what I picture this guy was experiencing. And, by the way, that's the fruit that Jesus wants from us. That sweet, full, full of himself in it. Full of Jesus Christ. Not ourselves, but full of himself in it. Where it's sweet just full of flavor that, that's appealing and it draws more people to him. So he gathered that and took it home. and uh, Now, you see the fruit was greatly impacted or influenced by the nourishment from the roots. You know, just as the tree growing by the landfill bears bitter fruit and the tree by the stream bears sweet fruit, so the Christian has a choice. We can either put down our roots into the soil of um, the trash of self, or we can put our roots down into that Um, crystal clear stream of Jesus Christ where we find life. And draw our nutrition from there. Because one thing, if we can understand that the roots really bear the fruit. If you take the roots away, you'll have nothing. Nothing. And it, and it actually builds upon what we're coming to then as building our foundation in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, we must be drawing life from Jesus Christ. Same as building our foundation. There's only one foundation, that is Jesus Christ. Just kind It kind of builds upon each other what Jesus is teaching here. And from that stream... Will be the uh, fruit of the Spirit. So, what I do and who I am, can you see the fruit of the Spirit? What I do, is it love? Is it joy? Is it peace? Is it long suffering? Is it kindness? Is it goodness? Is it faithfulness? Is it gentleness? Or is it self-control? Do I bear, is my life where you can see that? Is that the fruit that I'm bearing? Because if we're walking in and through the Spirit, that is our fruit, because that's the fruit of the Spirit. My actions and reactions should reflect the fruit of the Spirit. And what, there's two things that I kind of see in, through the Bible that I might bring out in our actions. Um, the first one I want to go to, I guess, is, you know, out of our love and uh, the fruits of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit, sorry, it's one, um, is do we give? You know when God, um, John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. Then Jesus came along, and He loved us so much that He gave Himself. He died for us. He was beat upon because of such a great love He gave. And I believe I'm a firm believer that if we are truly walking in the Spirit, and if we are a Christ follower that attribute will be in us. We will give. And it has to start with little things. The Bible teaches us, he who is faithful in little will also be faithful in much. But if we're not faithful in the little, we won't be in much. And it comes to my mind. I don't know know if I want to put a plug in for the food committee or not. The little things as food. Are we willing to bring food? Are we willing to give a dish of food for us to share? Or do we wait to see if all the names are on there? Oh, everything's filled. We don't have to bring anything. What spirit, what is our fruit? Do we give? Because if we can't give here to ourselves, how are we going to go out and give and impact the community? It starts here with the little things that we give. And it's. Other things, anything of your time. It doesn't have to even be things to give, it's give your time. Can we sit down and just see how you're doing? That's giving. Energy. If I know someone, if you want to give your energy, you can come back to our woods and start splitting wood. We've got plenty. No, that's, that's beside the point. Um, Do we bear the fruit of giving? Are we willing to go the extra mile? And you know, sometimes it takes a sacrifice. Sometimes we do have plans or sometimes um, we literally have to go that extra mile. We may have to go the extra 250 miles. It it just varies. Do we have the spirit and the fruit of giving? And if we don't really sacrifice, are we really giving? Look at what God sacrificed. Look at what Jesus sacrificed to give. How about our words? This will be the next one. Are they acceptable in God's sight? Do my words represent good fruit? This is what Jesus said later in Matthew 12. Either make the tree good and its fruit good, or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad, for a tree is known by its fruit. Brood of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, that would actually be his, um, in one way, a mind, but I, I actually see it as the soul, It's the mind, will, and emotion of your control center. For out of the abundance of your control center, the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth good things, and an evil man, out of the evil treasures, of, brings forth evil things. But I say to you, That every idle word man may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. So I'm convinced my words will also be evidence of good fruit or is it bad fruit? Is it a good tree or is it a bad tree? how do we talk what do we talk about and i'm not i'm not here to condemn that we can't talk about anything else but scripture okay i'm not i like a good fish story or i like a good hunting story i used to do that and i do fishing i mean those things are it's a way of connecting it's a way of um Sometimes we need to get on each other's level. Things that we enjoy, we, it's a way of connecting. And, uh, but let's not talk trash. That's what I'm talking about. Because um, see, if we're born again, we're a new creature. We're a new being. We've been given a new heart and a new nature. We are now partakers of the divine nature of God. Those things have changed. Our fruit should show that. We've been get, given the Holy Spirit to guide and direct us. And we also have the ear of our Father in Heaven ready to give us all the resources we need for what we're facing if we just come to Him. Um, maybe I'll... Uh, the... Peace with God and the peace of God. This is something that's very dear to me and very, for a while I didn't understand, well, what's the difference of it? See, the peace with God is we're in right standing. I have made my things right. I have repented. I am in right standing with God. Now, the peace of God is more when even when I'm in a turmoil, when I'm in a trial, when I'm in, in uh, how would you say, I'm just down or whatever, I can go to God and I can have the peace of God. And that's, the one, that's what keeps you going. That's what keeps you um, from giving up. That's the peace of God. It, um, it helps you and enables you to see beyond the here and now. That's what the peace of God does. And it will guide you and direct you. And that's where we need to go. So many times, when it for me, when it starts, like when it's the onset of a trial or whatever I'm going through, it's hard to focus there. But once you get the focus there, then the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will keep your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. That's how it happens. It takes the peace of God so we can stand victoriously. And... Uh, Um, He has given us everything that we need to be victorious, regardless of what we face. I'll share you a prayer that I keep in my Bible. It's um, I've been through some dark times already, and a lot of you have heard the stories. But Father, the circumstance I am in now is difficult and painful. By the way, if you want a copy of this, I can make a copy of it. I would not have chosen it, but you, are in, you, but you in your love and wisdom chose it for me. You intend for my good, and so by faith I thank you for the good you are going to do in my life through it. Help me to genuinely believe this and be able to thank you from my heart. That's a, that's a prayer of surrendering it. And if we can truly believe it, and if we're sincere, he does this. I'm standing evidence of it. When we can allow the peace of God to rule our hearts, and the peace of God that passes all understanding will keep our hearts, it'll guard our hearts from discouragement. It'll, it'll help us through any circumstance. That was free from the Holy Spirit here. Are your roots drawing from Him? It is God's intent for us to be a representation of what his powerful grace can do. That's what we're here for, showing what his powerful grace can do. He intends for our lives to be transformed and impressive. That's not to be proud about, but it should be our lives. We shouldn't be walking around like we have drank a gallon of vinegar. You know, life is just horrible. No, it should be impressive that people want Jesus Christ. Even though through all these afflictions and through all these hard times, we can keep that smile. We can keep going forward. That's impressive to the world because they don't have it. They don't have peace. Jesus said, peace I leave you, my peace I give you unto you. Not as the world gives. Do I give it unto you? It's the peace of God that passes all understanding. We can't even always describe it. Our fruit should draw others to him. Are we living below our blessings? Have we lost sight of how incredible his salvation is meant to be? It is a salvation that can produce a tree that will bear an overwhelmingly good fruitfulness? Are you passionate about knowing and obeying Jesus Christ? You see, you can't force or manipulate fruit. It's who you are. That's why you don't produce fruit, you bear it. It's just who you are. When it comes to fruitfulness, the main question is whether you're passionate about knowing Jesus Christ and obeying what he taught. Out of that, we will bear good fruit. And let's remember that every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. That's sobering. So let's be passionate about knowing Jesus Christ And obeying what he taught. Because by our fruit. We are known. And that. Determines our destiny. Let's pray. Heavenly Father. You just taught me some sobering and humbling truths. And that truly I can't disguise who I am. My fruit and my actions will show. So Father, we we pray for each one here that you would give us the strength and ability The courage, the wisdom, the desire, Lord, to just know You more and to obey what You've taught us. To follow Your will and Your ways. And when times get tough, Lord, may we pursue You even more so that our roots, Just grow deeper and deeper into your stream of life, Jesus Christ. So that in all this, in the pruning, that we can even bear more of your good fruit. May we be an orchard of good trees, Lord. We trust you in it. It's your work we want you to receive all the honor and the glory from it. We praise you for everything, Lord. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.